This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. And I never thought anything like this could happen in America. Never thought it could happen. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. Is making remarks tonight um, from his home in Florida. As far as we can tell, and what we were prepared for here is that this is basically a campaign speech in which he is repeating his same lies and allegations against his perceived enemies. It is just getting started. Um, so far, he's just giving his normal list of grievances. We don't consider that necessarily newsworthy, and there's a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. So uh, our deal with you is that we will monitor these remarks. If he does say anything newsworthy, we will turn them around and report on that right away. But uh, for now, just know that it's happening and we're not taking it. For you, one big picture, what do you think of the indictment? Well, speaking as someone who very strongly does not want Donald Trump to get the Republican presidential nomination, I'm extraordinarily distressed by this document. I think this is even weaker than I feared it would be. Uh, and I, I think uh, it's, it's easily subject to being dismissed or a, a, a quick acquittal for Trump. Just speaking, going back to the days when I represented Jim Buckley and Gene McCarthy and the constitutional challenge to the underlying federal statute here passed in 1974, I can say there is no basis basis in the statutory language to say that Trump's behavior forms either a contribution or an expenditure under federal law, the two key definitions at issue here. Uh, if it did, it would mean that every single expenditure a candidate made could be taken to have uh, something to do with his campaign. Do I buy a $1 comb to comb my hair or a $10 comb to comb my hair? Uh, if, if you can construe the statute to cover this behavior, then I think it violates the First Amendment because you're deeply into territory that, that uh, makes this statute absolutely, federal statute, too vague for enforcement. And as what I understood the district attorney to say that he thinks there's a New York election law involved here, all I can say is the Federal Election Campaign Act absolutely preempts any state or local law to the contrary. How could it be otherwise? You've got one law governing corporate finance in a presidential election at the federal level. You're going to have 50 state laws interfering with it. So he's just wrong on the applicability of the New York statute. Alvin Bragg said that there was more evidence. He didn't have to share exactly what that was. Um, but my, my question to you is, no one is saying Trump didn't do this. I mean, I don't even hear Trump saying that. Um, so again, the public politically desensitized to just how you know, unseemly it might be for a president to pay off a porn star in order to influence the election or keep his wife from finding out about it. Who knows what his intent was? But could there be a possibility of a secondary indictment or what are the potentials that could play out here if a crime indeed 
was committed. Well, I mean, he, he is very much capable of talking himself into more trouble. I mean, we've seen this from the very beginning of his presidential career when he basically took an investigation about whether or not the Russians tried to interfere with the 2016 election and made that investigation essentially all about him and his, and his desire and attempts to obstruct that investigation. I mean, remember there was a several hundred page report issued by special counsel Robert Mueller, and one half of it was devoted to Trump's efforts to derail the investigation. He is perfectly capable of committing crimes, uh, felonies, uh, to avoid um, nothing, which was probably what he had done before he started trying to obstruct the Mueller investigation. He's certainly all, um, probably he's willing to try to commit uh, crimes to avoid being convicted of a misdemeanor. It's just that he's just he doesn't know when to stop. Yeah, and speaking of not knowing when to stop, John Heilman, I thought it was fascinating. Yesterday, every Democrat, and again, people get mad at me, uh, I'm, I'm good with it. Every Democrat I talked to, every lawyer, every DA, I was making calls throughout the afternoon, they were all disappointed by, by Bragg's, uh, by, by, by the, the, the actual indictment itself. They were all disappointed by, by the charging papers and what we're saying, so boy, this is it. Uh, so, you know, advantage, Trump. Disadvantage, like DeSantis in the entire Republican field. If Donald Trump was sane, if he were rational, he would have said, I'm gonna go to bed with the win. But as we all know, Donald Trump can't keep his mouth shut. He goes out, I will just say, he messes the bed in a stupendous way last night. He could have used that speech to say, yeah, you know what, they, they treated me bad, they, they did this, that, the other, just like what happens to you when they treat you bad doing A, B, C, the system's rigged again. Instead, it was, it was, it was all these personal grievances. He went all over the place, scattershot, and by the end of, of, of the speech, Ron DeSantis had to be feeling great going, well, he's always gonna be him. Because by the end, you're like, yeah, that guy, that guy will never be president again. He took this advantage that a lot of people thought he had and completely blew it with that crazy display last night at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, I don't know, Joe, whether whether he completely blew it in the sense that all of the things we heard last night from him have been things that we've heard before, and they're all things that have, uh, for whatever, if, if you believe that Trump's power resides in his ability to continue to, to have the loyalty of that of the MAGA base, and that that's a large enough chunk of the party to make him the front runner, uh, the favorite, maybe ultimately the, uh, the nominee of the party. I'm not sure he did anything to alienate any of those voters last night. I, I, I do think if you're uh, someone running against Trump and you want to, and you're making a case to the other part of the party, which is to say, you know, to the establishment part of the party, the never Trumpers, the maybe Trumpers, the anybody who's looking for a reason to leave Trump, you got an object lesson of like, this is what you're gonna get folks, uh, if we stick with Donald Trump, you're going to get this. Even the day that the judge told him to watch it, 
to, to, to simmer down, to not say ex, to say these inflammatory things, to not say these uh, the, the attack this 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 DA, to not attack uh, the courts, to not attack the justice system. You know, don't go don't go down the path yep. you've been on. Uh, ad- admonished him in the court uh, and told him that there might be consequences. He went out and did exactly the same thing. And so if I'm Ron DeSantis and I'm trying to appeal to uh, the Carl Roves of the world, the Carl Rove donors of the world, the Club for Growth people, all those people, you have this a very strong uh, thing. This guy's not never going to learn, but most people i think know that with all of this being said and with a very dark cloud over our beloved country i have no doubt nevertheless that we will make america great again thank you very much god bless you and god bless america thank you very much everybody thank you it's a very bad look to attack the family but he, he said these he just mentioned that they are attack alvin bragg's attacking him his wife posted something negative about him and the daughter uh works for democrats so incredibly we are now a failing nation we are a nation in decline and now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections by using law enforcement We can't let that happen. It is, though, to to your point from from last night, it's like this is appalling. Um, When you sit there and think, you you don't have this behavior, just I've prosecuted mob cases. You do not have this behavior from a mob boss. There is a rule in organized crime. You do not do this with respect to prosecutors. You don't do this with respect to the judge. You certainly don't go after their families. There's it's bad business to do that. Um, and so this is really unbelievable that we're talking about somebody who is the former president of the United States. They He led the Justice Department, and you're seeing this kind of, I mean, it's, it's beyond, it's really just so despicable to think that you would do that. I mean, it's it really, so there's despicable. no. It's just so despicable. Andrew Weissman in a tizzy, clutching his pearls right there as the Viking chief comes in and throws down hard on what is a completely moronic, idiotic um, group of charges. And we saw the two-digit midget IQ. Um, You saw everything about Alvin Bragg you need to see yesterday when he ran with the flop sweat coming down. He runs off the stage, came and answered a basic question. And John Bolton showed you right there in the open why he can't answer. He doesn't understand the law. Cash Patel, you've been a prosecutor. You were the chief counsel over the Intel Committee. Give give me your assessment of Bragg and and what this fiasco is. And then President Trump, I thought yesterday was like a Viking, right? People said, oh, he looked, you know, he he gave him the bad face, as he should, Cash Patel. It's great to be with you. And look, I'm glad Donald Trump is capitalizing on the thing that strikes at the heart of Americans, and that is the two-tier system of justice. I'm sorry that Donald Trump has to be the figure to go through this, but he's the only one that can lead us through it and defeat it. We saw it in Russiagate. We saw it in Ukraine impeachment one, impeachment two. We saw it on January 6th. We're seeing it in the classified documents case, and now we're seeing it at the state court level in New York City, the capital of the world. And the only way to educate the world on this is to have a warrior like Donald Trump lead the charge on a two-tier system of justice. And that's what Alvin Bragg has corruptly put front and center for all to see. Because this indictment, Steve, you can have all the legal beagles you want to talk on it, but here's a novel concept. I don't want this case to end tomorrow. I don't want it to end next week. 
I want Donald Trump and company to bleed Alvin Bragg dry over the next two years of discovery so we can educate the American public on the fraud and corruption that is the New York State judicial system and the DOJ and FBI that helped fund this prosecution. I want every member of Congress, like I called on last night, where are the subpoenas? Alvin Bragg has already said he used federal funds to investigate and prosecute Donald Trump in a state court. Why hasn't the Judiciary Committee and Oversight Committees issued subpoena after subpoenas? Do they forget what the January 6th committee did to us? There is a two-tier system of justice not just in the executive and judicial branches, but in the legislative branches. And I'm calling on Congress to act and put the documents out the receipts, as Steve Bannon always says, so the American people can read them. It is not a right-wing conspiracy. The two-tier system of justice is here, and we have to destroy it. This is, uh, Cash, this is what I said yesterday on the show, on, a, on the 6 o'clock show. They should just forget Easter recess. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ wouldn't have a problem uh, people coming back and going to work to get this sorted. There should be committee hearings tomorrow. There should be subpoenas flying tomorrow. This should all be happening immediately. People should not be taking time off. This is a cri- It showed you yesterday we have two crises that popped up. One we knew was coming from Manhattan. The other, we'll get into the second hour, is this uh, debacle in Wisconsin and what that means for President Trump. Because President Trump's the nominee now. This is all about the general. Cash, why is there a lack of action? You've got good people. You've got Jordan. You've got these guys. They know what the issues are. What is holding people back? Yeah, I wish I knew the answer to that, because, as you know, they're like you said, they're good people. They're great people. But I want to see the laundry list of Republicans that have come out and said uh, glorifying things about Donald Trump, as they should, who are members of Congress. Yet when they go to the halls of Congress, they aren't the ones demanding the uh, subpoenas be sent out. Whether you're a committee man or woman, whether you're a chairperson or not, you as a member of Congress have the ability to go to the Speaker of the House and demand publicly in front of the microphones in the world I want subpoenas. I haven't seen one Republican member of Congress doing that. And I'm the guy who ran the Russiagate investigation, and I understand the patience you need. But that patience has expired. They have just fraudulently charged the next and former commander-in-chief. And these Republicans, all they want to do is go down to Mar-a-Lago and be a part of the party. You represent us in Washington, D.C., the people. You owe us the receipts. And if you don't know how to do it, then give me a call and I'll show you. I think the reason you haven't seen it is because the Republican caucus writ large doesn't have the temerity to go down the subpoena line like the Jan 6 committee did and hold people accountable for contempt of Congress. Okay, uh, Cash, hang on right there. We're going to hold you through the break. We're going to get into the details of what you're demanding that happened, the action that has to happen. we got Jeffrey Clark here. Uh, we're going to have Alan Dershowitz. Uh, in the second hour, we're going to get into the debacle in um, polling in the debacle in Wisconsin. Caroline Wren's going to join us. All next in the war room. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, Long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. 
text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, welcome back. Um, you saw anything, by the way, we do these cold opens. Obviously, we're trying to show you what the opposition is saying, uh, not just to mess with you, but to understand how they're driving the narrative. Anything that Andrew Weissman, when he's clutching his pearls, uh, anything Andrew Weissman and, and Joe Scarborough and those people don't like, you understand you're doing the right thing. They're, 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 you, you see how they frame it, and then you understand how you're doing the right thing. Cash Patel, yesterday was your book's titled Government Gangsters. Yesterday was a full government gangster flex by uh, the, the, new, the Manhattan uh, DA and, uh, and the state of New York. Just outrageous. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Alvin Bragg didn't even understand the law. We're going to have Jeff Clark on a minute to describe that. But I want to be very specific. What, mm-hmm. what are you actually calling for? What is the action? Because we'll get people lined up on this. What are the actions that you're demanding that you believe need to be, needs to be done today? Yeah. So from a congressional standpoint, basic constitutional oversight lies with the committees of jurisdiction in Congress. And you have to outline two things, just like we did when I ran Russiagate. One, what documents and evidence do you need collected? And two, what witnesses are going to help you address and illuminate that? So stepping back, we saw Alvin Bragg come out and say um, how much of a government gangster he is, as you decided, as you said. But what we now know is that he utilized federal funds to investigate Donald Trump. So now we must subpoena from Congress every media institution Alvin Bragg talked to. We must investigate the felony of leaking grand jury investigative materials to the media and public. That's a felony up to Congress. We must subpoena all of his staff and all of their records. We must also follow the money. As I always say, we got to figure out where exactly the federal funds were spent and why is it that federal funds are being utilized to help rig and interfere with yet another presidential election? Who gave the OK in the United States government, speaking of government gangsters, to authorize American taxpayer dollars to falsely indict a president of the United States based on no actual legal theory whatsoever? These subpoenas have to go out. Then the Alvin Braggs of the world and the investigators must be put front and center under oath for the American public to see after the documents have come in to say, this is where the money came from. This is where we spent it. This is where the leaks went, the felony leaks. This is where all of the witnesses that we talked to hid exculpatory evidence that we knew about. And these were the misrepresentations we made to the grand jury and the judge and the world. And the only way to do that is not cheap rhetoric, but through the subpoenaing of documentation by committees of jurisdiction. Now that there is a jurisdictional hook, nobody in Congress can now say, oh, it's a state matter. There's nothing to see here. Wrong. Alvin Bragg is also putting the money aside saying that the conspiracy that even though there isn't one, but he's tying the conspiracy to a federal election matter. 
The false narrative that he wants out there is that Donald Trump did this crime to interfere with the 2016 election. Okay, let's see the goods. He's talking about the United States of America at a federal level. The United States Congress must send out these subpoenas to get this information out. This is your your theory of the case here, and this is why Cash is the man, is we're going to put them on trial for two two years. Trump yeah. and his lawyers have got to bleed these guys out, and we're going to put them on trial for two years. Is that basically – and we're going to use, use Congress to do this and go on offense? Yes, sir. Exactly right. Look, it's not going to happen overnight, and people probably already want, oh, a quick dismissal. No, remember, Alvin Bragg is the one who's interfering with the United States election process. So let's show the world that we are not right-wing conspirators. Let's utilize the subpoena process in Congress that we have to show them the receipts, to show them that taxpayer dollars, your money, was utilized to stand up a fraudulent prosecution. And your neighbor and your brother and your parents and your siblings can be next because if they can do it at the state level, they can do it at any level. And oh, by the way, it doesn't just have to be Congress. Steve, where are the local district attorneys that are Republicans and the state attorney generals that are Republicans? Where are their subpoenas and grand juries? Why haven't they been stood up to analyze a single issue of legality as it relates to Alvin Bragg's prosecution and, oh, say, Jeffrey Epstein and a zillion other things we talk about? Why aren't these district attorneys and state AGs being called out by name? You can stand up a grand jury in any jurisdiction and investigate almost anything you want once you tie it to your home base. And if they don't know how to do that, I'll tell them. But those people are as much on the hook as Congress is for their lack of actions today. Uh, Cash, how do people get to you? What's the coordinates? And how do people get to the the, the, the appropriately titled government gangsters that the, that's yeah. still going through the redaction process with the, with the administrative state? I will announce today we are suing the government, the, the DOD and the government for withholding my manuscript, Government Gangsters. Go to governmentgangsters.com. I'm taking them to federal court. Everything I'm telling you and the roadmap and how we fix this government. And by the way, not just me, Donald Trump said it's how we win back the White House in 2024. Governmentgangsters.com. And I'm on Truth Social at Cash, at K-A-S-H, at K-A-S-H. Cash, just one more time. You're, you, today you're announcing here you're initiating a lawsuit about the book about because they're, they're, they're not slow walking it. They've buried the book, right? You're suing they them to, to break it free. So I'm taking them to federal court. I'm spending more of my money just to get more information to the American public. And nobody out there is fighting harder to get you the truth about these government gangsters from Alvin Bragg on down. And by the way, I call Alvin Bragg. Uh, Steve is the new Adam Schiff at the New York state uh, level for government gangsters. He is as worse, if not worse. Check out the book, governmentgangsters.com. I'm doing personal autographs in it. Well, and yes, I'm taking a federal court. Shifty Shift, uh, as bad as Shifty Shift is and a liar, right? Mm. And he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. He is <laughs> 10 orders of magnitude sharper. They're just that press conference yesterday with Bragg. Yeah. When the liberal, uh, when the liberal reporters uh, that follow the, the the legal aspects of everything in New York, and of course you had what Garrick uh, Hoke at uh, at MSNBC or NBC News, they asked basic questions because they're flipping through this thing. He couldn't answer a question. He could not answer. He could not answer one question in that regard. Not one. I mean, the flops what was coming down. Then he jumps off the stage. The difference is, he doesn't. Really, do you think he really understands the law here? He's got. What, Matt Colangelo and these guys in back of him that have been been second deed from the Justice Department, sir? He has no idea what the law is. He's just knowing he knew what he wanted the outcome to be, an indictment of Donald Trump. And he brought in anyone 
who could assist and facilitate that process like this guy Colangelo. Oh, and by the way, let's subpoena him. Let's subpoena the communications between Bragg and Colangelo and anyone else in the private and public sector he used to beef up this fraudulent indictment. That's just another thing this Congress can do. Uh, Alvin Bragg doesn't have the brains to take it on, but he wants all the glory and the credit, and it's gonna come crashing down on him when we shred him with the truth, but that's if the district attorney, state AGs, and Congress act for the American people, because that's the only place that we have to get our truth out. In, in your, uh, in your um, call to action here, in your action plan, when you say committees of jurisdiction, it, it, am I confused? It's, it's the House Judiciary Committee. It's Jim Jordan in, in, or in weaponization of government, the, the subcommittee. Is that Cash Patel's belief is where the center of gravity should be in this investigation? It's a chunk of it, but it's more than that. It's not just that. It's oversight and government reform, OGR. It's also if taxpayer dollars was utilized, it's ways and means. And if, if federal intelligence and law enforcement was utilized, then it's intel. There's so many committees and subcommittees of jurisdiction. We just need one chair, chairman or woman to come forward and say, this is what I'm doing for the American people. It can happen in a number of places. And I know a lot of those folks have a lot going on. And if they want to spread it out, that's yeah. fine. Got the jurisdictional hook. I just need somebody to step up to the plate and stop sending out tweets and truths and start sending out subpoenas. Yeah, this is a priority. Okay, uh, Cash, we'll look to see that uh, federal lawsuit and get you back on here. Thank you, sir. We can't bury that book. It's too important. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Cash Patel. Hopefully head of DNI, at least, or Secretary of Defense in the second term. Uh, let's play the, I want to play the Bolton and then bring in Jeff Clark. We had a technical problem. We got Jeff Clark back up. Let's play the Bolton clip and get Jeff up. One big picture. What do you think of the indictment? Well, speaking as someone who very strongly does not want Donald Trump to get the Republican presidential nomination, I'm extraordinarily distressed by this document. I think this is even weaker than I feared it would be. Uh, and I, I think uh, it's it's easily subject to being dismissed or a, a quick acquittal for Trump. Just speaking, going back to the days when I represented Jim Buckley and Gene McCarthy and the constitutional challenge to the underlying federal statute here passed in 1974, I can say there is no basis in the statutory language to say that Trump's behavior forms either a contribution or an expenditure under federal law, the two key definitions at issue here. Uh, if it did, it would mean that every single expenditure a candidate made could be taken to have uh, something to do with his campaign. Do I buy a $1 comb to comb my hair or a $10 comb to comb my hair? Uh, if, if you can construe the statute to cover this behavior, then I think it violates the First Amendment because you're deeply into territory that, that uh, makes this statute absolutely, the federal statute, too vague for enforcement. And as what I understood the district attorney to say that he thinks there's a New York election law involved here, all I can say is the Federal Election Campaign Act absolutely preempts any state or local law to the contrary. How could it be otherwise? You've got one law governing corporate finance in a presidential election at the federal level. You're going to have 50 state laws interfering with it. So he's just wrong on the applicability of the New York statute. Jeff, I got about a minute here. We'll hold you through the break. Dershowitz is coming up next segment. Also, uh, explain uh, what uh, Bolton just told us. So, I, what he's talking about is uh, preemption uh, by federal law over state law, and that if you had a chaotic system of, you know, fifty states could be applying their law to a federal election, namely the uh, twenty sixteen presidential election 
then uh, you know that that could create a situation in which you have a whole bunch of conflicts, and that's why you have uh, preemption doctrine under the federal supremacy clause to block that out. So that that's uh, you know the argument I I heard him present there, and and sorry I've been having technical difficulties. Yeah, don't don't just just hang on. We'll take a short break. <clears throat> we got Jeff Clark. Jeff Clark's also got. A lot more insight into actually what's happening here, okay? And we're going to have Alan Dershowitz on here. Uh, I believe that President Trump wrapped up the primary uh, yesterday, and I think he's uh, hurtling towards a second term. If we can get over the problems in places like Wisconsin, and trust me, that is a deep chasm, a very deep chasm. We're going to get into all of it in the war room. Short break. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh no, I have title insurance. No, it's, it's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that, that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. That's a convicted criminal confessing how easily a criminal can find, forge, and refile your home's title in his name. I discovered that neither my identity theft program nor homeowner's insurance protected me. That's why I chose Home Title Lock, and you should too. You could already be a victim and not even know it. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and get a free title scan with sign-up. You need to verify your home is still in your name. Then use code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, for 30 free days of protection. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. Go to code Bannon for free 30 days. That's Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I'm going to be able to get into the capital markets and some of the economics uh, of it uh, in the, in the second hour, but I leave it to say is our focus on the destruction of the dollar starting two years ago and with birchgold.com slash Bannon, the series we've been doing on the end of the dollar empire looks a little prescient and I got it, but it's about going forward. You have to understand this. One of the reasons that the ruling class in this country rules this country and the rest of the people treated like Russian serfs is that they go out of their way to make sure you don't understand macroeconomics. And that is what we are bound and determined in the show to make sure you understand the way the system actually works. So go the third installment, all free, is the debt trap. So make sure you go to the uh, birchgold.com slash Bannon. You, get, uh, you can get all parts of the series free. The latest installments, the debt trap, will tee you up for this debt ceiling, the importance of this debt ceiling debate, and why it affects the U.S. dollar, the Federal Reserve's involvement in that, and how it impacts your community, you personally and also the country. Well, yeah, Birch, go and get all the free, download and get all the free information, and you can talk to one of the, you know, Philip Patrick's team, and Philip's going to be on the show at 5 o'clock today, about using precious metals as an alternative. We're not here to tell you what to do, but we're going to give you full access and information. And as I've been telling you now for two years, when Japan and India and China, you know, the CCP, the Russia, India and Japan, and trust me, you got a lot of, a lot of bad hombres in, in Russia and China, but they are very smart, cunning people. They're buying gold with both hands and dumping U.S. dollars. It's time for you now to get savvy. So go check it out today. Very proud of the entire series and the involvement. 
uh, as gold starts to hurtle towards an all-time high. And that is an indictment on the Biden regime, on their economic plan. That is a, that is a massive vote of no confidence because gold presses metals just to hedge against insanity. And that's what we're seeing here. Professor Dershow, we just had Cash Patel on. He's got a book, Government Gangsters, that the government won't release. <laughs> they won't approve it. Aptly titled yesterday, Yours, Get Trump. I don't think it hit a lot of Americans have not been following this until yesterday that this is all about getting Trump. Give us your assessment and observations now that you've had a chance to review not simply the indictment and and the other information, but Alvin Bragg's disastrous press conference, sir. And and I say this, he's a graduate of Harvard Law School, I believe, or supposed to be a graduate. It was pathetic. Uh, Professor Dershowitz. Well, first of all, you mentioned the previous book, The Government Wouldn't Allow to Be Published. We have to really worry about government uh, and also private censorship. My book, Get Trump, is not available, is not available in independent bookstores. It's a bestseller on Amazon, but you cannot get it in an independent bookstore because they're determined not to make available a book like Get Trump with a title like Get Trump. But... You know, I read the indictment yesterday. And but but but, but, but oh, hang, hang on, Professor, Professor Dershow, I just, our audience craves inside baseball. The reason independent bookstores won't book it, the New York Times depends on independent bookstores. They overweight independent bookstores for the right. New York Times bestseller list. They cannot possibly have uh, Professor Dershowitz's book is the number one bestseller in the country with the title Get Trump. They, they will not allow that to happen. That is what they're trying to do here. They're, 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 they, they purposely go out of the way to make sure that is cancer culture at a very deep and systemic level. Is it not, sir? Yes. Uh, the New York Times bestseller list, which I've been on nine times. I had the New York Times number one bestseller before I defended Trump, uh, a book named uh, Chutzpah. And I used to be the leading uh, op-ed writer among lawyers for the New York Times. But once I defended Trump, I was canceled by the New York Times. Okay, you can cancel me in your op-ed pages. But when the public reads bestseller lists, they expect to see the most books that have been sold. And if my book is on the top of the Amazon bestseller nonfiction list, you'd think it would make the New York Times list. But they selectively go around the country to independent bookstores and independent bookstores won't sell it, even though they would make money selling it because they care more about their ideology and not getting a book called get Trump on the New York Times bestseller list. But look, if you keep buying it on Amazon and on uh, Barnes and Nobles, nothing that anybody can do will prevent the American public from reading it and hold Bragg and others accountable. Uh, let, Let me turn to Bragg. I read this indictment. You know, I've probably read more indictments than any lawyer in America. Um, you know, I've defended hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. I have never seen an indictment like this. You know, part of me was hoping maybe there'd be a smoking gun. You know, then the American system would be vindicated. This is worse than I ever thought. Let me give you the underlying theory behind all of these 34 counts. It's basically one thing. And that is when Donald Trump paid $130,000 in order to make sure that Stormy Daniels, who was trying to extort him, would not publicly disclose an alleged affair, whether it happened or not, to his wife, to his family, to his business associates, to his voters. When he paid that money, he had to know that he was going to immediately have to put on the form that he has to file with corporations about how he spent his money, the real reason he paid the money. So 
He pays the $130,000 to make sure it doesn't come out that he had an alleged affair. And then he has to put the alleged affair on public corporate records. Never in the history of America, since the day Alexander Hamilton paid hush money to cover up his adulterous affair, has anybody ever listed on a corporate form, I paid hush money in order to prevent somebody who I had sex with from disclosing that fact. There are hundreds, hundreds of hush money payments every year. That's never, ever been a basis for a crime. And then Bragg looked the American public in the face and said, this is my bread and butter. We do this every day. We even do it in sex cases. So my challenge to Bragg is show us one case, one case where you or anyone else ever prosecuted somebody who paid hush money and then didn't put that hush money and the reason for it on a corporate form. I'm waiting. America is waiting. It will never happen because it never did happen in the history of the United States. This is the first case in which that kind of a Mickey Mouse charge was made against a man running for president. And think about the implications of this. A Democrat runs for DA. He promises the people of the borough of Manhattan that he will get Trump. They elect him. He then gets Trump on an indictment. And he wants the very same people who voted for him on the theory of get Trump to now serve on the jury to get Trump. My God, how far do you have to go to explain the injustice in this, it should be obvious to everybody, and it has become increasingly obvious to Democrats and progressives and liberals, and, and people, people are afraid to say it, but they say it to me and they say it to others, this is American injustice at its worst. So what is what is the path out of here? Because yesterday you could tell that 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 Alvin Bragg was petrified of having to answer questions. I don't think he really understood the law. He couldn't answer a basic question. The flop sweats there and then he runs off the stage. Where do we go from here? I mean, what would be your recommendation? Because this this shows you this is American Bolshevism. Right. And we got to We got to stop it now. So what would be your recommendation? Well, we're seeing American Bolshevism in law schools, and those lawyers who are engaged in American Bolshevism at Stanford and at Yale and at Georgetown are our future judges, our future lawyers, our, our future leaders. Uh, you know, I don't give advice to other lawyers uh, generally, but, in, in, but what I think should happen here, obviously, is that there has to be immediately a series of motions, one to switch the case out of the borough of Manhattan, where there's no chance he can get justice to Staten Island or Long Island or Norfolk, you know, one of the counties outside of New York City. That will be denied because this judge doesn't have the courage to be the one who people will finger, point their finger to and say, that's the judge that freed Donald Trump. Oh, my God. Don't talk to him. Don't vote for him. Don't let him get promoted. No judge has the courage to rule for Donald Trump in the borough of Manhattan. But you can take that to the Court of Appeals before the trial, generally. And generally, a court will think about a motion to change venue as something that can be appealed even before the trial begins. The same thing is true with statute of limitations. Uh, there's a very strong statute of limitations argument here because this is, after all, just a misdemeanor. They try to turn it into a felony by concocting a theory that in 
Trump's mind at the time he filed this statement was to cover up another crime, not to protect his wife, not to protect his family, but to cover up another crime. And then Bragg doesn't even include the other crime in the indictment itself, but he tries to mumble a few things about it in his uh, interview. So, you know, this is such a sad day for America. I've stood for law, for justice, for the American Constitution for 60 years. I don't support Donald Trump as a candidate. I'm a Democrat. I'm a liberal. Uh, we can disagree about all of those things, but we must agree that the Constitution must prevail over partisanship. And you can't go around targeting people and then making up crimes to fit the targeting. That's just so dangerous to America. Chief Justice or the former Justice uh, Jackson, Robert Jackson, probably the greatest attorney general in American history, lectured his attorneys general and he said, do not ever do that. Don't rummage through the statute books. Any prosecutor can find something to pin on somebody if you rummage through the books. That's not the way we do it. What we do is if there's a crime, we look for who committed a crime. And there was a crime. There were several crimes. There was a crime committed by the leaking of the grand jury material, the fact that there were 34 charges. That had to come from within Bragg's office or from within the uh, grand jury. That's a crime committed right under your nose. Prosecute it. How about Stormy Daniels? She committed what seems like, based on all the facts we know, the crime of extortion. It is extortion. To go to somebody and say, whether it's true or false, oh, I'm going to say you had an affair with me unless you pay me money. Lawyers decide to say, no, that's just settlement of a, of, a, of a possible lawsuit. But it's worthy of investigation. But Bragg doesn't do that. He lowers felonies to misdemeanors when it becomes violent crimes. But in this case, in this indictment, there isn't a single victim mentioned. This is a victimless crime. Who suffered? Who was hurt? And he puts all these resources, these tremendous lawyers, and some of them are great. I know they're my former students. They're really good lawyers putting on this on this Mickey Mouse case instead of, you know, prosecuting murderers and rapists and robbers. It's a scandal. What, what, how does this – your book is also about Fulton County and also about the, the grand jury uh, in, in D.C. How does this inform – we got about a minute. We'd love to hold you just for a few sure. minutes through the break. How does sure. this going to inform – Jack Smith and what's happening in Fulton County, sir? Well, they're furious at Bragg because they have, they think, stronger cases. And so putting the weakest case first really affects them. Uh, the only case that has any, any plausibility, and I go through every one of the cases and get Trump, every one of them in detail, is the Florida case of possession of classified material, but they're not going after Biden or Pence on that. The other two cases, Washington, D.C., you can't prosecute somebody for saying to people, come and peacefully and patriotically demonstrate. And in Georgia, you can't prosecute somebody for saying on a recorded line, find, 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 not make up, not concoct, find, they're there. Look hard, see if there are votes that haven't been counted. He used the word find. That is a complete defense. The New York case is the weakest of the four. It's the one that was brought first. But because it's New York City and Manhattan, he may get a conviction. That's certainly possible. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, can you just hold a second? We're going to hold through the break. We got Jeffrey Clark. We're going to get into a lot of this. We're also going to go and talk. We're going to discuss and break down what happened in the Supreme Court race in um, in Wisconsin last night. A total blowout. I think a twelve point win. Caroline Wren 
with her own uh, sharp angle of attack on this is going to join us. Also, we got polling from Rasmussen. A lot going on. Short commercial break. Professor Alan, Alan Dershowitz from Harvard. Uh, Jeffrey Clark, a former, former um, senior official in the Department of Justice, will join us next in the war. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. All one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. There has arrived the new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, Carrie Lake's going to be in Iowa tonight. We're going to, I think, we're get her on the 6 o'clock show to tee things up. we got Philip Patrick of Birch Gold. we got Boris Epstein. And we're going to Mike Davis today at 5 as we uh, sort through things, because that's all subject to change, go to Getter, download totally free. We're going to be live. If it's live stream, we're trying to figure it out. We're going to have Carrie Lakes. She's got an event in Iowa. I think the University of Iowa tonight we're going to live stream. I'm an idiot. I know how to use it. I'm putting up content all day long. All of our contributors are. Make sure you get on there. Professor Dershowitz, just one last question, because they're ma- making this huge deal about Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago. Um, in the book of get Trump and we want every, we want to make this book number one to be in people's faces right now. He's an excellent book and it'll give you all the details about the cases that you need to understand out there in the audience. But it also is sending a signal where they're trying to block any defense of Trump from getting anything in, in Mar-a-Lago. Just walk us through what's the key issue there in your mind. There are a lot of key issues. Number one, did Trump declassify before he left the White House? If he did, that's a complete defense. Number two, did he deliberately and willfully possess these material? Look, every single president has inadvertently possessed classified material. If you look hard enough, you'll find it. Uh, third, did he just d- direct his lawyers to do anything wrong? You know, they're trying to violate lawyer-client privileges now all over the country. Uh, one judge said that if a client lies to a lawyer, there's no more lawyer-client privilege. Well, you know, I've had like 300 clients and probably 250 of them fly to me. Uh, that's the nature of the relationship. In the beginning, I'm not suggesting that Trump lied to any of his lawyers. Uh, so 
if they make the case, just did he possess and did he immediately turn over, they have something uh, there. But, uh, and, but, but he has a defense that, of course, Biden doesn't have. Biden doesn't claim that he, uh, he had no power to declassify. He was not the president when the stuff appeared in his garage. So they would have to justify why are they picking on, on Trump rather than Hillary Clinton. Remember, Hillary Clinton, you had the head of the FBI getting up there and saying, we've never prosecuted a case like this before. And so is the first one going to be Donald Trump? So I think in the end, he wins uh, Mar-a-Lago. I am almost sure that he wins the other two cases. I outline them in great detail in my book, and I outline what they're trying to do to lawyers. Even lawyers like me, who defended President Trump once on the floor of the Senate, there are bar complaints there, you name it. People are attacking lawyers, people are attacking associates. The legal system is in great jeopardy. And as I write in my book, you may think it's danger to America, to get President Trump elected. I have to tell you, even as somebody who voted against him, it's a far greater danger to destroy our Constitution in an effort to get Trump. Let the voters decide who the next president will be, but let not prosecutors destroy our legal system in an effort to prevent the voters from voting in an effort to get Trump. Professor Dershowitz, how do people get to your podcast and your other writings? podcast is The Durst Show. It got 100,000 views last night when I talked about the Trump case, and I'll be talking about it tonight as well. I talk about it three times a week. It's The Durst Show. It's on Rumble, and it's on uh, YouTube. The rest of my writings, you know, you just go on Google, Google Dershowitz, and I write something pretty much every day. I've written 52 books, and I've written over 1,000 articles, so there's no shortage of things to read if you want to read things about me. So I appreciate that. But I'm most interested in people buying Get Trump because that that is a book that sends a message to people out there who want to get Trump that they're going to be held accountable, if not in courts of law, certainly in the court of public opinion. Professor Dershowitz, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Thank you. And happy Passover and happy Easter and happy Ramadan to everybody. Thank you, sir. Jeffrey Clark, um, you've got a uh, you've got a, a particular take on this entire situation. Can we hear it from you? Sure. Well, Steve, first uh, I got to say it seems like the uh, government gangsters have been uh, trying to attack my uh, web uh, access and my phone here. So it's good to be with you, uh, fighting through those obstacles. Look, I'm really angry about this, uh, Steve, because it, what's at stake really is the tearing up of the Constitution into tatters. I mean, what we're in the 235th year of the Republic, and Alvin Bragg, the, the indictment he uh, unsealed yesterday, that's what he comes up with. I mean, it's like a paper mache thing or a cut and paste job, or ChatGPT could have written it because it's just a collection of dates and, uh, you know, check numbers. And it's, it's the kind of thing that someone could have put together, you know, with a computer macro. It's really unbelievable. And the key problem with the, the indictment, which I think uh, Professor Dershowitz touched on uh, a little bit, is that the theory is that you take a misdemeanor about falsifying business records, and then you uh, add that to some other crime, and now you magically get to a felony. Okay, well, what's the other crime? They asked uh, Alvin Bragg about that yesterday. <laughs> he ridiculously says, I don't need to tell you. 
So we're dealing with a situation where there's a mystery crime, and you can't have a mystery crime. It violates uh, both our Sixth Amendment and the New York Bill of Rights, Article 1, Section 6, which requires that the defendant shall be informed of the nature and the cause of the accusation. Well, how can you defend against an accusation? You don't know what its nature and cause is if he won't even tell you what other statute you're supposed to have violated together with the falsified business record so that you get to the supposed felony and so that he can add up his 34 felonies. I mean, it's, it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen before a president, the first time ever in our history, was going to be charged, you would think that they would have a you know, very ironclad, uh, complex, white-collar uh, indictment to bring. And instead, it's like, it's like cheese whiz. You know, it's like soup that runs through your hands. It, it really is uh, flabbergasting, Steve. It's a total violation of due process. There's no fair notice to President Trump as to what he's actually supposed to even be defending against. Uh, Jeffrey, if you can uh, hang on, Jeff Clark, if you can hang on, uh, we're going to hold you. We've got a 90-second break. We're going to take a short commercial break. We'll be back in 90 seconds for the second hour. We've got Rasmussen polling. We have Caroline Wren on the situation in Wisconsin, uh, exactly what happened and what can be done about it, because that will be a flashing red light to everyone. Also, Ben Burkwam was in a they were in a gunfight yesterday down in Panama. We're going to show somebody died, one of the bad guys looks like. We're going to get Ben Burkwam. Uh, and Oscar Blue Ramirez were down there again, Ben Burkwam. Also going to talk about capital markets and the economy. All of it. Stick around 90 seconds. Back in war in a second. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war room to install the unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. 
How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.